0: Welcome to College Unbound, the weekly podcast by Focus Collegiate, dedicated to diverse learning in the college environment. Welcome to Season 3 of College Unbound. Our theme for the whole season is creating context for independence. Thanks for being with us. This is Jane Taylor here with Focus Collegiate founder and principal Grant Liebersberger, and Enrollment and Outreach Director, Anne-Marie Stripling. Great to have you here. Today, we're going to examine the college application process as a metaphor for the challenges students face in college and in life after college. It's college application season. The application is a gateway to the student's future. The complex process of applying is the beginning of academic and personal independence. It requires all kinds of executive function skills, such as critical thinking, planning, prioritization. Grant, can you expand on the ways the application process relates to the challenges students will face in school?
1: Yes, I can. From what we see, the application process is an early predictor of a student being able to work independently and also break things down into smaller parts. This is the early days of um, trying to figure out where a student might want to go, what their interests are, what their capabilities are in terms of writing, and we'll expand upon this later on. But for us at Focus Collegiate, the college experience is a metaphor for a pathway to independence uh, ultimately, because many of us grow up learning life skills in college. Whereas the college application process is very much a metaphor of what a student will experience when they land in college, these are just early signs of um, early signs and opportunities uh, for students to work on certain things. And so, the student making a metaphorical leap in both um, in both situations is intact. It's just a kind of a timing and life cycle moment.
0: Can you give us examples of how the application process? exemplifies college life?
2: Sure. You know, the college application process is really one of the first times that the students are in more control of their own destiny. So they are thinking through the colleges that they might like to apply to and why they want to apply to those colleges. They're also responsible for checking all the boxes that they need to check to complete that application. Uh, and then beyond that, there are a lot of other tasks once they get in, but this college application process allows them that autonomy in in the choices that they're making, the decisions that they're making about college choice, but also the responsibility of doing the work to actually apply successfully to those schools.
0: Mm-hmm. What should students be doing now? What does the process look like?
2: It is a long-term project, Jane you know, they have long-term projects in high school, but colleges, almost exclusively long-term projects in their classes. And so this college application process is the start of that. Um, So students are looking at what colleges they want to apply to. They're creating, in most cases, a common application for themselves. They are answering school-specific questions uh, related to why they want to go to that particular school, They are doing essays. So they're picking a topic and writing an essay about it. And in some cases, they're writing supplemental essays for the colleges uh, to answer the questions that they may have. They're getting letters of recommendation from their teachers in their high schools that uh, are going to help aid that student in finding the right place for themselves. And then they're pressing send at the end of the day. So it, it it takes a lot of time the process that they're going through and there are a lot of steps
1: to it. Mm-hmm. I would also argue that there's not a lot of immediate gratification for the right. milestones so or immediate feedback for the milestones. Okay. So it's kind of like um not the first time cuz obviously there are projects in high school but the first time that there's not an immediate benefit to a student accomplishing a task. And so resolving that type of ambiguity is very much a part of what collegiate life is because sometimes we have to invent our own relevance about doing something to create the motivation to do it in the first place.
0: Thinking about motivation, what if the student is stalled? What if the wheels aren't turning towards this completion of this process? Mm
2: -hmm. There's a lot of reasons why that might be stalled. The college application process is not hard but it can be tedious at times. And so for many students, going back to what Grant says, where's my payoff in doing this in entering all this demographic data about my parents and myself and sometimes it's really about the students uh the students stalling because it's kind of boring for lack of a better word, you know, uh, yeah. along the way. So, so that could be one, you know, one reason why they wouldn't move forward in that process. For some students, they don't really see the why behind going to college. And maybe that means they are not ready to go to college. And so it could be that they're stalled because they don't know if that's really what they want to do. Ultimately
0: mm-hmm.
2: for some students, they, um, they may be worried that they're not good enough to get in college. They, you know, especially if a student with a learning difference, you know, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this college or that college and do well. That might be a barrier. Grant, you got any other thoughts?
1: Then we've talked about regret aversion too, and maybe previous podcasts whereby not making a choice um, is a viable choice because then there are no consequences to not making the choice. And so if you engage in this process, you're ultimately acknowledging that you want to go to college, but that might not be true. Or the other alternative is that you're looking around at your peers and they're all applying to or or they're further along in the process and you're just and a student is just feeling like, oh, my God, I'm already behind. And, and so I think there's a lot of community type of feedback that is happening in senior classes that might lead a student who you know inherently does get behind to feel behind. And then once that happens in our particular student profile, is that that's that's not a good thing.
0: So mm-hmm. identify why the process is stalled. That's mm-hmm. the first thing you do. Then what? It's like, okay, this is stalled because of lack of clarity, or this is stalled. Where does a student or a parent go if they're sort of stuck in the middle of the process?
2: I think for most folks and for most families, it's a good idea to consider getting help for the student or the student getting help for themselves with a third party, so not a parent helping them through this process. Maybe that's a college consultant or a college counselor at their school, but maybe it's also an executive functioning coach because if they have gaps in executive functioning skills, completing this process is going to be a little bit more difficult. And so if they have a coach that they're working with that can help them break down the tasks, help them with focus and attention, help them um, with their task initiation, Those types of things, that's going to be beneficial. And the parent not doing that, not providing that help is really going to be the best tact to take.
1: Mm -hmm. We often say at Focus Collegiate that one of our greatest assets is that we're not the parents. Um, because, because that's just a, these are loaded conversations and we'll talk about parents taking care of themselves in a minute, I imagine. Uh, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, a third party can give enough information to parents so that they can work on their own skills of letting go, uh, because Mm -hmm. they're going to have to do this eventually when a student actually goes to college. Um, but also, Uh, these professionals know what they're doing in terms of pace and cadence of these activities and 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 how to make the thing efficient and not to get the student lost and yeah another another, you know reason for some students uh, invariably many students are like well what do you want to be when you grow up well I don't know because the choices are so vast and and it can be paralyzing and so Some professionals might utilize interest inventories or strength-based inventories in order to help nudge along the process so that it's not so overwhelming. And um, Or a student might have a very magical thinking type of opinion of what they're capable of versus what the reality is. And so try to massage that into a good list of colleges. And and the most appropriate ones um, is really the purview of a professional more often than not.
0: I love the segue to parents. Let's just go all the way to parents. So the college application process is relevant to them as well. What role do you recommend parents have in the application process?
2: As a listener, as a sounding board for their student, definitely not as the driver of the process. Mm -hmm. Because again, you know, the rules are starting to shift at this point, right? Students are stepping up, becoming more their own advocates and and showing more autonomy in their choices. And so for parents, really being there as a support to their student, but also allow the student to um, to share those colleges that they want to apply to and why from their perspective. Um, and so parent, it's great for parents to be Because parents are the ones taking them on the college visits and things like that. But it's really helpful if parents can be a listener, a sounding board, an observer, um, but trying to let the student step up and take ownership.
1: Mm And I would argue, too, that this is practice for parents as well. Yes. The thing that parents always ask, what is is the thing, the greatest thing we could do, you know, to help our students be college ready? And the universal thing we say is stop prompting, because Mm -hmm. that is really a parent acting as a student's executive functioning coach by the continual prompting. And so this is an opportunity for a parent to reduce practice, reducing some of that because Frankly, when it becomes the end of the academic year, everyone is so focused on the goal line of graduation that it's hard to practice at that point um, because mm-hmm. the stakes are really, really high, even though everyone would argue that the college essay and application process is also high stakes. But sure. at least this process is longer and um there can be an opportunity to practice the a lot of these things, non prompting, listening. Um Engaging students in their their areas of interest, not mes- not necessarily saying, "Well, when you were so and so age, you were in- really interested in this," and letting that drive the conversation. Or, you know, I had such a great experience of my alma mater. I think you would too, and letting that drive the process. I think parents letting go and and allowing the process to unfold in in an organic way without them trying to shape it is good practice.
0: Mm. As a parent, I, um,
1: and hard to my, do.
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's my next Let me put thing. The my caveat son always, in there, right, right, right. My son always tells me, thanks for trying to run my life, you <laughs> know, in, in sort of sarcastic way. So how do you do it? How does a parent step back? What are the steps?
2: I mean, I think it starts by the parent talking to the student about, about the fact that they are stepping back and why they're stepping back and the importance of them stepping back. We are wholehearted believers in the fact that parents are a part of the team, the students' team, and will be forever. They're the ones that know them best uh, in the world, and that's important. But but helping the parent understand the collegiate expectations of students' ownership over their life in college is really important, and this is this is something that can start in this application process. I think that parents too, when I think about parents stepping back from kind of the prompting, I think that parents have a role for building in fun with college visits and even part of the college application process. It can be very stressful for students because this is really um, new to them. They've never done this before. It's It's a lengthy process. There are a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot. And so parents really helping students get a bigger context of like, Hey, it's all going to be okay. Let's, you know, let's try to have fun here is important yeah. as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there, there's this, when you're in college, you're going to have to blank type of, you know, mentality right. with parents. And I think, you know, by building in some fun and also going beyond that as mm-hmm. relevance, like, Sure, sure, you're gonna to have to do this in college, but you're gonna to have to do this in life. And so how about let's talk about beyond college? Because I think what ends up happening with um, well, I'm just gonna make broad societal generalization, but a lot of us think of college as the goal instead of the rite of passage. And right. so and and so and, and we do our young people a disservice by just saying that getting in is the goal. Because oftentimes then a student gets into the college and then they lose traction in that first month or two because they're like, hey, I made it, right? Mm -hmm. And so parents making it fun and helping students understand the relevance of not only getting into college, but why college is important or uh, to them, given what they hear from the student about their interest area and their um, motivation and all these things, but it can only be... That conversation can only happen in context of listening to the to the student first.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thinking about motivation, I know that some students might get stuck in the college application process and it might be due to lack of motivation. How can a parent help in that area?
2: I think being there to listen to their student and to to be a resource for the student that's going through the bumps in the process and to. Help the student talk through what they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they're going through um, is important for parents. Not necessarily telling them what to do, but, but being there to support them and listen to them.
1: And I think also understanding that a student is doing all of this work in context of, again, looking around to their peers, and Mm -hmm. so not comparing them to their peers. They're already doing that. So we don't have to worry about that. That's that's happening. (laughs) Uh, But so not saying, well, I know that Sally is has submitted to three colleges already, and now basically you're sending the message of what's wrong with you that you haven't. And so, not comparing, because comparing okay. is super demotivating. Um, mm-hmm. But also helping the student reframe the experience as well. And Emory said things about fun um, and and things about, and also not injecting the parents' anxiety about the student getting into college mm-hmm. as the um as something that's going to be not leveling the process, if you will. So that's why a third party sometimes is really good because the parent anxiety comes out of the thing because the parent also has... It's just a parallel process, right? Parents are also like student gets into college they go to college and now i'm going to enter into a different phase of my life we hope yep. uh and yep. so but if the student doesn't get into college or isn't motivated for college then i might have to keep parenting and so you know it, and it's not that black and white but this is but this is a parallel process for parents and so mm-hmm. they and you know and no it's not in a parent's job description to watch their kid fail but at the same time the pathway to independence doesn't arrive with parents driving the pathway to independence, if you will. Student has to rise up. And so parents being able to leverage their resources or leverage the resources at high school um, in order to try to move this thing forward is all these are motivating language is motivating language and whatever parents can do to keep their student kind of in a growth mindset versus a negative Mm -hmm. one, because I think that's the other key is we're asking our young people to do self, a lot of self-assessment in this in this moment uh, you know what are your interests are you capable what's your SAT scores you know all of these things and um and there's just a lot of research that says that students who are in a more growth mindset are more accurate self-assessors and so they're going to be more open to hearing feedback as well and so mm-hmm. the openness to change is actually Super important to probably getting to the middle ground of deciding what the what's going to go on the list and not what's going to be the best choice for the future and not. So mm-hmm. you know, go ahead, parents, and read books about mindset. That's what I say.
0: Yeah, maybe this will be the topic of our next podcast. <laughs>
1: Are there be any the topic pit- of every podcast?
0: Every, every podcast. <laughs> Are there any pitfalls parents should avoid? Anything to watch out for?
2: I think just resisting the urge to to have that kind of we're applying to college mentality and so that the that the parent is a driver of that list, of that process, of the decisions that are ultimately made. I think resisting the urge to do that is really important because the student, this is the student's process and journey and, um, and all of those pieces. I think it's hard for parents, obviously, um, because they're, you know, we all are excited to see our kids go through the same things that we went through in a different way when we went through them. Mm -hmm. But it really is about observing that and being joyful about that instead of making those decisions for the student. So those would be things to avoid.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think Emory makes an excellent point. And one of the reasons we at Focus Collegiate put motivation and decision making in kind of the same bucket is because they are so intertwined. Mm -hmm. But now i think instead of parents focusing on the decision being made focusing on how the decision is being made teaching kind of role modeling decision making skills in this ambiguous process um, versus just making a decision is probably the best place for a parent to put their energy to avoid all the other pitfalls that we talked about because if you're focusing on process you're more likely to involve the student if you're focusing on product then you're right. then it's just a destination, and the destination is not what this is about. It's the journey.
2: Right. And the destination right. could be anything. I think That's about true. the multiverse, right? The Marvel multiverse, right? Like there are thousands of colleges in the United States alone. And so just because a student chooses one over the other doesn't mean they couldn't be successful at both. It's about that choice that they're making, that they're owning in that particular part of the multiverse, right? It's really important for them to own that and enjoy it and be excited about it because long-term that's going to carry the motivation.
1: I think the other pitfall that's possible and, but the reality is, is that one part of the decision and something that might not be motivating is what happens if college isn't an option? What happens should that be in the slate of options because it's easy for the process to push the student if the parents, everyone around the student, the community, you know, I'm in a high school that has 100 percent acceptance rate to colleges. Well, that is a lot of pressure for someone to push back on to say, well, I really don't know what I want to do and I want to spend a year figuring it out. But oftentimes, particularly with our students who are coming from high achieving communities, oftentimes that's not even expressed as an option. And Mm -hmm. so and so our students get overrun with. You must go, um, even if they don't feel like they're ready. I think that's just another pitfall is explore the possibility that um, that maybe a part of the college application process is let's not let's let's wait or let's do so. Let's let's plan on another route to independence that isn't going to be college now or is going to be defer that's one another option, right? We'll get Mm -hmm. in, but we'll defer. And so that, that also alleviates some of the pressure of having to be like, now, now, now. And also, um, and it's not as high stakes necessarily as if, if, if you're also simultaneously talking about deferral being an option. Mm -hmm.
0: It comes back to self-awareness. This is something we talked about in our last podcast, parent self-awareness and also student self-awareness. Imagine how much sort of self-awareness and self-advocacy it would take for a student to say, I want a gap year mm-hmm. under the, you know, at, at the yes. high school with a 100% acceptance rate.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. In, in my experience at my high school, which was very small, um, it was, you know, there, it was 50% of the students went to the IVs. And the, the, the kid who got into Ohio State felt lesser then because he got into a state school. And these, this exists at, you know, in schools, this type of competition exists. And so I think, I think parents can, you know, can really help shape the student's experience and normalize some of this competition um, amongst, because they understand their community and they understand where their student is um, going to high school and understanding the pressures of it too.
0: Mm -hmm. What parting words can we give our listeners? What parting words? Of advice do we give students and then we'll turn to parents? Let's start with the students. What do you say?
2: Just take the anxiety down a notch. You'll get in somewhere. It's going to be okay. If that's really what you want to do, if you really want to go to college and that's your goal, find the places that you love, that you feel good in, that you value the majors that they have. You're, you're excited to pursue and and apply to those places, you're gonna get in somewhere. And that's just just be assured of that so that it takes the pressure off of this kind of cutthroat. Oh my gosh, what if I don't get in? Because again, I say this every podcast, but it is about sustainability in college. It is not about getting in. And so if you are picking those schools that you're passionate about that you love, you are going to do well there because you want to be there. You're committed mm-hmm. to being there. So that's what I would say.
1: Yeah. I would say to students, prepare yourself for the college visit as much as you can, because you will unearth things that you thought about the brand or have been sold to you about the brand that are going to be inconsistent with what you probably want. So um, and and so preparing for the college visit, what questions do you want to ask, you know, and and, and not trying to dream it up on your own, but talk with your parents, talk with your educational consultant, whoever it is. Because you know, that's a and there, you may have a number of them. So that's your opportunity to figure out again, wait, yeah, Marie, am I comfortable here? Is this the um is is this the place for me? It does it have all of what I want? Because oftentimes what we find is that students who idolize a school go there and then all of a sudden they're like crestfallen because mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't feel right, but they put all of their eggs in that basket. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, and and then that was very demotivating. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it's 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 the interesting like, concept of try to have enough choices so that there's diversity, but limit those choices so that you're not crestfallen and, and don't only have one. Right. So it's uh, again, it's decision making with a little bit of ambiguity, ambiguity and uncertainty.
0: Parting words for parents and Marie. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just breathe. It's going to be okay. There's
2: just the anxiety around this process is is pretty huge. And thinking about your ultimate goal for your student is for them to be happy. It's not to go to Cornell, I don't think. Right? So thinking about your real goal for your student, what is it? And focusing on that, less focus on the specific decision to go to X school or Y school.
1: I agree. I, I think that uh, like this is a novel experience for students. This is sometimes, well, at least for each you know starting child and probably every subsequent child, uh, a novel experience for each parent. And so, um, and so you know, these skills don't just drop from the sky. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of parent coaches out there that can help be sounding boards, um, okay. that can a place for to park parent anxiety that's not on the student. Uh, you know, again, third parties, educational consultants, people to, you know, it takes a village. And so sometimes, and so helping spread out this process, um, for parents might be useful. And then, you know, and then also, I think parents being honest with where, with what they're at, right? Um, Just being able to articulate, I'm I'm not comfortable with my young person failing right now. Well, why is that? And can we explore that a little bit more? And how do we get you more comfortable? Because if we don't practice now, I promise you, when they're a freshman, it's going to be harder. And Mm -hmm. that's generally our experience as a program that supports students in college.
0: Yep. Well, thank you. We get back to self-awareness every time. There it is. Mm -hmm. Really a pleasure. I hope that parents will share the website with their friends who are also parents going through the same process because you're not alone for sure. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jane.
1: Thank
2: you, Jane.